Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today, I have a special guest, Mr. Terry Harris. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on your incredible platform where we get to discuss, you know, something that, quote unquote, we're not supposed to be talking about. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I want to say shout out to uh, Carter. You know, he, when I asked him, I said, I need somebody, I need a guest on here. He was the first person that he mentioned. Right, appreciate only, that only person right? <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely shout out to him absolutely yes and shout, shout out to you for not being afraid or ashamed to have something like this uh you know out there you know some that will forever exist yeah. you know because the moment you put it on the internet it's out there forever so yeah it definitely is um so let's get into this podcast episode i'm going to ask you this question if you listen you probably know what the first question is but i'm going to ask you this question i ask everybody this question how is your mental health today if i'm being completely honest it's probably at about a seven okay yeah you know um working in corporate america having a family wife kids um being being a black man in this place we call America. So yeah, today, if I'm being honest, is about a seven. What can you do to get it to a 10? <laughs> Just... uh, today? Today, tomorrow. I don't, I don't... <laughs> tomorrow. Um, wake up a little earlier, pray a little bit longer. Yeah. And um, just tell myself it'll be a 10 today. That's good, that's good. I like to ask that question because I feel like, you know, we can be walking around, you can ask somebody, how you doing? They be like, I'm okay. You know, that's the favorite go-to mm-hmm. when you really don't want to talk about it. I'm okay. But when you ask somebody, how's your mental health? That opens up the door to say, I'm okay, but you know what? Mentally, I'm struggling, you know, mentally, I'm, mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm depressed, you know? So I think that we sh- like we as people, like even me, I should ask that question more when we see people like, how you doing? But how's your mental health? You know, you just never know what nobody's going through. Yeah. And, and that's crazy that you, well, it's not crazy that you say that, but that's, that's dope that you say that because you, you don't think about it. Yeah. You know, how you doing? It's kind, of, it's kind of like when you're, when you're in passing and you're like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, Oh, I'm good. Yeah. But by the time they say I'm good, y'all already paces past one another. Yeah. So that's dope. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. My next question, one of my favorite follow-up questions after that question is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Was it okay not to be? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Why was Which it? is probably why I see a therapist today. Can you elaborate like why wasn't it okay not to be okay? Um I I I am an internalizer. Yeah. So I I never wanted my not being okay to be the reason somebody else was okay, was not okay. And this was even like at age eight from, you know, my my fondest memory of me feeling like 
it's not okay to let people know I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and that that's about when I consciously was able to realize, nah, I'm gonna keep it all to myself and internalize it and hold on to each and everything. E- even to a point where one night I'm sitting outside at eight years old, a bunch of people, you know, about two doorsteps away who were family and friends and I'm choking on a piece of candy, but I make no, I, I didn't bring any attention to myself. Yeah. I kind of just pushed it out and that was it. I'm trying to get there. I get there. <laughs> I get there. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, there's no right or wrong answer to that question. I just like to ask people that question because people grow up differently. You just never know what the answer would be. There's no right or wrong answer to that question. It's always amusing to see how people answer that question, you know, because we all different backgrounds, different Mm -hmm. life and everything. So thank you for answering it. Absolutely. My next question for you is um, there's a stigma, right, surrounding mental health, right? It's a big stigma, but there's a stigma surrounding Black men's mental health, right? What mm-hmm. do you say that stigma that says, you know, you're a man, you have to man up, you know, you you know, get over it, you know, stop acting like a girl, you know, you'll get, you'll get over it, you know, like, that stigma, like, you know, that stigma out there is just like killing men, you know, mm-hmm. people are, let me say that's the correct term, dying by suicide, you know, because they, that stigma that's out there, they feel like they kind of want to talk to, they feel like they talk to their friends or their brother or cousin or dad that they feel like they're going to get clowned. Like, what do you mm-hmm. say to there? A- a- absolutely. A- everything you said is is right on point because we were raised to believe, number one, that men aren't supposed to cry. Even as boys, you see little boys fall down and it's like, oh, get up, you're all right. And it's like, have you, did you ask? Did you check to, to see if he was all right? If he had a broken bone or if his knee was bleeding or whatever, it's just automatic. Get up, stop that crying. Act like a little girl, you are right. And then we, as little boys, carry that and you know, move into our adolescent years, our teenage years, our young adult years, our grown man years. And in the back of our mind, it's always stop that whining, stop that crying. Oh, get up. You are right. Oh, don't you dare share your feelings. You better suck it up and, and hold it in. And then you go outside and you wonder why there's so much gun violence. And you wonder why there's, you know, not that there's really any excuse for domestic violence, but it's like you're hold, you've been holding in all these emotions for so long and probably don't even know how to cry if you attempted to or wanted to cry probably wouldn't know how because all your life you've been told boys don't cry men don't cry get up man up be a man and it's like okay what is a man because no one is showing me it's just be one but no one is showing me what is one yeah. And it's like if you depending on the group that you're in, depending on your group of friends, hopefully you have at least one who is open to listening to you. Or if you call them crying on the phone, it don't become an awkward moment where they're like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do. Or they're not telling you, oh, bro, you know, just suck it up. You'll be, you'll be straight or worst case scenario, hang up the phone on you because um, that's when things get really dark. You know, so hopefully we all do have at least one person 
who we could call up and, you know, when we're not okay. Um, but I think that's definitely a stigma that we need to get rid of. It's one that is killing Black men every single day. And I would say in America, but I'm pretty sure it's just not America. We just know American statistics. Um, but, you know, that that whole concept of get up, men don't cry, be a man, put your chest out, like it came from somewhere. And the sad thing is, it's probably started with our ancestors. And then, you know, because they had to be hard all the time during slavery. And then it blossomed from there when we were quote unquote free. Uh, I lose that word loosely. And, you know, it's even around to this day, but I feel that the great thing about a lot of us is we're now having children. Yeah. And those of us who are having sons, we're giving our sons that space where they can cry and we're like, that's okay. Oh, you don't feel well, or you're upset or you're sad. Son, you know, that that's okay. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you. And before I get into the next question, um, I'm going to answer the question first and then you can answer it because I try to make my guests feel comfortable. Um, anybody that is struggling with any thoughts of suicide, any deep, dark depression or suicide ideation, there is a prevention number out there. Number is 988. Easy number to dial. They are available 365 days. They, you can call them when you're sad, lonely, need someone to talk to, or just bored. You can call them. Uh, make sure you call that number because they are there to help. Um, therapy is out there. I want to mention that therapy is out there. Um, I was volunteering before with NAMI Bucks County. You know, NAMI is everywhere. They have free online support groups. Um, it's not mm. to, to replace therapy, but I believe, why else I believe? Because I know for firsthand, being in a support group with people that knows mental health struggles is dope. You know, you get heard, you know, you feel like people understand you. Make sure you guys reach out to somebody if you're struggling. Um, Absolutely. My next, my question for you, and I said I'm gonna answer it first, is: Do did you ever have any thoughts of suicide or any suicide ideation? If not, do you know any? Nobody. You don't say the name that can you know die by suicide. Um, I answer first. Um, I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins. I say this in every part of this segment. Two of my male cousins um, molested me as a child, so I didn't start dealing with it. So like I got older, so I started having issues, like trying to be cool with like male friends and stuff like that. They were just always hard for me. I always, I always cling more to females. It was easy to be cool. I feel like they got me and stuff like that because they wasn't the ones that hurt me. So it was easy. Um, 2019, lost my mom, the liver cancer, and lost um, my sister nine months later. So like, you know, I've always been depressed. <laughs> I've always been going through so much, like so, so much. Whereas been times recently, you know, I've been depressed. You know, I told you I took a break. We been supposed to do this interview mm-hmm. and I just been depressed. I think since like my birthday in May. Yeah, I've been like so depressed. I was taking um, mushrooms and I need to get actually, I need to actually get back on it. Like I, it was really helping. It was really helping my mood and everything and my feelings. And I need to get back on that. But um, yeah, I want to say anybody that's listening, you know, may sound cliche but there is hope at the end of the tunnel you know mm-hmm. i do this podcast i'm like on over 100 episodes now 
just recently celebrated 100 episode and congratulations on that thank you thank you um and like i was telling my guest um ramani mako a great actor i was telling him like you know i still do this podcast but i still struggle and i'm always open about it you know i don't hide it mm-hmm. i don't try to fake it like you know once i come in here i turn it off you know i do my you know do my job i love talking about mental health every time even though this is a audio podcast not video people always like you always smiling cheese and stuff like that because i know how to like i love talking about mental health. i love having that conversation about mental health mm-hmm. and, and that's it's dope that you even continue to do it yeah um because it's needed it is definitely needed uh to, to answer the question yes i i have um i have i've never attempted yeah but i've had thoughts of committing suicide to the point where I actually sat down, wrote out and planned how I would do it so that it would be as less of a mess to clean up for somebody as possible. Yeah. So yes. And and even um, if I'm being completely honest, probably within the past year, I've had ideation. Um, but then I turn and I look at my wife and I look at my children and I'm like, okay, I, I have, I have things to be here for her. Yeah. You know, it, it's, there's a reason for me to continue uh, in this thing called life. So, and that's to even like you were saying, if some of your listeners are, you know, do have suicidal thoughts or ideation, that's okay. Uh, yeah. You know, just reach out to that 988 number. And I even encourage, you know, those of you listening to put it in your phone under help, yeah. um, you know, and just set it for like number one or something so that you don't got to be trying to figure out what, what, what did Talik say? Did he say nine, nine, eight, nine, what? Nine, eight, eight. Put that thing in your phone. You got everything else in your phone. Put that in your phone too, bro. Sis, like put it in there. Yeah, that's uh, so true. Like, like he said, anybody who's struggling, like I remember this girl, Becca, I know she always say, it's better to have a mad friend than a dear friend. At first, I didn't get mm. it. You know, because sometimes you might not be in crisis. Your friend may be in crisis. Yeah. So, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you know, I had a friend call the crisis to my house one time. I was just so suicidal. And I was mad because, you know, that's a good friend. That's actually a good friend. One of my best friends, my bro. You know, it takes me a long time to develop friendships with men. And we have developed a brotherhood. And the cops came to my house, and I was so mad. I was, it's a black man, you know, he's white. He don't. I was like, I don't like cops in my face. Like I don't have no problem with stuff like that. I just don't like. I just mm-hmm. have no hair because I think about in Philadelphia. If you know I'm from Philly, that mental health crisis that happened in West Philly, they called the yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and I just like that kind of scared me because you just know like they came and it was like, can we come? And I was like, oh no, I'll step outside because first mm-hmm. of all. You just never know. So I just try to be safe. But I think that one of the black cops that was there, he was like, you know, don't be mad. I said, I'm not mad. Like, oh, that's good that he did that, you know, but I just don't like cops in my face. No, I, I get no, it. I had no problem. And, with it. Mm. and I kind of wish there was someone else who shows up. It's supposed to be crisis. It's supposed like, to be crisis people, but I don't know why the cops. So they, I don't think, I think they're trying to get trained to handle it, but they're, tell you the truth, they're not the best people to handle it. No. Especially in Philadelphia. And then they got a gun. I'm just like, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
But um, anybody listening, please dial 988 if you are struggling. Any thoughts of suicide, any suicidation, if a friend is struggling, please dial 988. Therapy is a must. And therapy, you know, if it's your first time trying therapy and you don't like it, keep trying. There's a therapy mm-hmm. for every single body. Now, core groups, they're free. You got to pay for therapy. Well, it depends what your insurance is, but <laughs> NAMI, <laughs> NAMI support groups are free. Visit NAMIBucksPA.org. They have free online support groups. And my next question for you, what are you doing to, in today's world to help with mental health? In today's world to help with mental health, I, I haven't been on there um, in a little bit, but I maintain, and first for me, I maintain a sense of positivity. Like, it could be raining and I could be stuck in the middle of the rain on my way home walking and I'm going to find some kind of, you know, positive moment out of it. So that's what I do first. And then, you know, to put it in the world, I, you know, I keep it up on my, my social media, um, you know, just to let people know somebody's thinking about you. Uh, somebody does love you. You know, I love you. Even if I don't know you, even if I've never met you, you can believe that is true. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to myself, you know, I have conversations with myself yeah. in the mirror in the morning. I'm like, yo, what up, bro? It's a new day. I like what are we going to do today? How are we going to make this day great? Um, and, you know, staying in constant prayer and before anybody, you know, turns off, I'm not trying to introduce you to religion, nothing like that. Whatever God you serve, that's your God. But just to have somebody to talk to, like, just start, open your mouth, start talking. Um, if you don't believe in prayer, then meditation. Like, there is so many different ways for you to think positive, be positive, uh, because negativity is contagious. But positivity is also contagious. It just depends on who you're surrounding yourself with. So I definitely try to, you know, stay positive. And then when I'm not so positive, I got friends who will check me and be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, you seem a little off today. Um, so I've started to slowly let certain people in because for a long time, I, it was block, It was like 95. You wasn't getting on. Like, <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> Philadelphia people, you get it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) This is funny. It's crazy. I'll get off topic. My friend sent me a video from TikTok about that thing. It was like they showed from some camera view the truck, you know, when it blew Mm -hmm. up. But it was like weird because the whole time I thought it was on top of the expressway and it blew up. But it shows it go getting off. I used to live in Northeast. It gets mm-hmm. off Cotman. I used to get off that stop all the time. It gets off. Oh, okay. at, gets off at Cotman and under it, then it just blows up. And my friend was like, "That's wow. how did that just happen?" Like she was like, "It got right there and just blew up." When the whole time it was driving on expressway, I was like, hey, "Yeah, I'm like that, that always is. something." But um, <laughs> let's get back get back on topic. Um, what are some good coping skills you could recommend to someone? That's struggling with their mental health. And before Terry gives his answer, I just want to say his coping skills, my coping skills may not work for everybody, but there are some coping skills 
that worked for some people because there's some couple skills I, that people love, like meditation. I just can't do, but mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and it's not easy getting into meditation because the first time I was doing it for five minutes, I'm like, oh my god, are we done? Because <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah. But some coping skills that I use outside of meditation are trying to purposely smile, like be intentional about just smile real quick and see how that, you know, turns things for you. Um, another coping skill is to stay out of, off of social media whenever I'm not feeling it yeah. uh, because you quick to scroll through social media and see even stuff that you're not even following. Now with the way the algorithms are, um, you'll see something that, you know, might trigger you or might alarm you. Um, again, like having, even if it's just one person, having that external person that you could text um, who will text you back or call you back whenever you're not having the greatest day. And then music, you know, yeah. all the way to our ancestors, music has always been a way to get you out of a mood. Yeah. Um, for me, it's gospel. Like I love R&B, I love hip hop, all that. But to me, there's nothing like a gospel song because it feel like it just, I don't know, I feel like they wrote it for me sometimes. Like uh, Kirk Franklin has a song called smile and when it first came out i was uh i was in afghanistan um because i'm a a air force vet but i was in afghanistan and it was just not my day and i turned that song on completely turned my day around and so those are my coping um you know mechanism so listen that that's definitely a good one you know uh i love r&b too don't get me wrong but worship well gospel but I just got introduced, you know, going to a non-denominational church now, mm-hmm. everything, you know, I mean, it just, I can be able to best day. Sometimes it doesn't get me all the way together, but sometimes I can have a bad day. I can just put on songs by Maverick yeah. Music, Todd, mm-hmm. Lady, um, Elevation Worship, you know, Kirk, mm-hmm. you know, definitely got some bangers. Um, it's different people like personal people I know that do gospel or worship I can listen to their songs and it gets me like happy you know yeah I say Bowie certain songs um Chandler Moore Naomi and like Brandon mm-hmm. certain songs it is crazy because when I started going to a non-denominational church for the first time I was like I cannot get into this at all I was like <laughs> gospel, where's the ah, you know the run yeah but when I got into it I just it was a different atmosphere to set the Bible guy. So music mm-hmm. is definitely a must. Like I recommend that. Journaling. Yes. Um, everybody might not like journaling. I know somebody they told me after the podcast she said she did not like journaling. But and I get that. So that's that's not everybody thing, but they have voice journals that you could do on your phone. They do. So, yeah, you could definitely do that. Um my next question, right? But how do you feel about therapy? I know we talked about it earlier, but how do you feel about therapy? Why do you think it's important that not everyone should get therapy, not certain people, but everyone. I think therapy is the greatest thing ever invented. I don't know who came up with it, but I'm glad they did. We didn't um, find out who came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like when, when you're, and, and the thing about therapy is it comes in many forms. Yeah. But for me, I, I, I do traditional therapy where I sit down with somebody and we talk. Um, my therapist is like, she, she gets with it. Um, 
I do think that your therapist, and this is just my opinion, but I believe your therapist should look like you because to some extent they have to be able to relate. Um, and my therapist, she'll sit there and look at me sometime and be like, so you going to BS me today or are we actually going like a therapist. get into it? That's a good one. All right. Because you're paying a copay yeah. regardless. <laughs> so what are we going to do? You know, and I, I love therapy. I'm so happy that I was introduced to it. Um, and I recommend it to everybody. Yes. It's a must. And like I said in the episode earlier, it's okay if you can't find the right therapist. He, I've been through a couple of therapists, listen. Oh, yeah. He just got done EMDR therapy for trauma. Okay. I actually need to talk, find a talk therapist. It's like hard to find the right therapist. It's like really, really hard. You need to want to find the right person. But yeah, God, a therapist is like a date. You don't go on just one. It's like a blind <laughs> date. It's like, you're like, oh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't like this one. No, nah, right. like, you got to find the right one. So please, people, if you're not in therapy, just search or just keep looking. Even if you get that therapist and y'all just not connecting, just keep looking. Um, my last question. And then it's nothing wrong with group therapy either. Like you were talking about the group <laughs> session. There's nothing wrong with it. I know some therapists have group therapies and I definitely want to try that. I need to, you know what? I'm just getting that. I definitely want to try it. Even though like the NAMI thing is not therapy at all. No, we're not mental health professionals. They just certify people to run support groups. But mm. I did hear a group therapy, like group group therapy, like a real therapist. I actually wanted to try that. I definitely need to look for that. I'm definitely looking for that. Like a group of men and just talk. Yeah, because we don't have that. We be all quiet and <laughs> in our boxes being men, whatever that means. <laughs> that is true. Um, my last question for you, right? Someone that's listening, right? They're struggling with their mental health. What can you tell that person that's listening why it's important that they put their mental health first? Because, you know, some of us that struggle with mental health problems, we want to do for others, but we don't mm -hmm. want to do for ourselves. So what can you say? So the first thing I will say is you're not the only person who is in that boat, yeah. which means you're not alone. Because the first thing we think about when we're going through something or we're dealing with mental issues is I'm alone. Yeah. Second thing I want to say is you're not a weirdo. I don't care what anybody tells you. If anyone tells you, you know, that you're a weirdo for feeling how you feel and for you know, being attentive to what's going on in your head, yeah. they need not apply. You need to get rid of them. Like today, delete the text thread, delete the phone number, yes. let them go completely because they mean you know, they mean you no good. They would see you, they would they would see you dehydrated and not give you a, a drink of water. At all. Um and then you know finally just the the great thing about the world we live in today is at your fingertips, you have a device and you can pick up that device and you can Google crisis hotline where somebody on the other end will pick up or you can dial a, a 988 or it's already in your phone after you heard this podcast episode. So you can just go to that help call and pick it up and somebody will be there to talk to you but don't think that there's something wrong with you just because you're feeling how you're feeling. And like Talik said in the beginning, it's okay not to be okay. Mic drop. Yes, it's definitely <laughs> okay not to be okay. And I want to say and add, um, you got to make sure you're okay. 
Nobody's gonna mm. put your mental health first like you're gonna put you first. You have to, you can't be there for others. You know, I've been in that predicament. I try to be there for others when I'm just, my cup is empty. You got to yep. make sure you fill your cup, you know, give yourself some flowers, make sure you're okay so you can be there for others because your mental health is important and you matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another mic drop. <laughs> and then you're like, even do that for yourself. Like, Tadi just talk about flowers. Send yourself some real flowers and then forget that you did it. Like, send yourself some, like today, send yourself some flowers for next week and see how crazy, you, how, how great you feel when they show up. Yeah. That is true. And somebody, I saw this, I can't remember that post. It was like, you got to water your own flowers sometimes. I was you like, do. damn. I was like, that's the, <laughs> like, the, like the grass, the grass is only greener on the other side if you're not watering your own. Damn. That's another mic drop. No. <laughs> like, I do, like I do the podcast. I don't like like look for like people to pipe me up or something like that. Sometimes I just do the podcast. I think because I have fun talking about myself, it's just I do it. Like I don't care if one listener listens to it, two, whatever. The fact that somebody listened to it and they can listen to our, you know, your story or my story, or just hear what you have to say, what you've been through, and be inspired by it. That's all that matters to me and stuff like that. But my friends always tell me, no, like your podcast is good. Like sometimes it I is. I go listen to some episodes. I'm like, damn, that was like a good episode. Like, I, I remember like I was in a depressive state, but the fact that I was able to turn it off and just push through. Like, well, some mm-hmm. of my friends, I mean, they tell me like, deep, like, <laughs> you be saying this stuff and you don't take your own advice. <laughs> <laughs> that, those, those are good friends. He's like, those are good friends. My, friend Clark, my best friend Clarkson, he always say like, if I'm like depressed until I'm just depressed, I'm suicidal, I want to live. He was like, well, well, your episode, you said this and that, you know, you don't, be like, oh my God. I'd be like, yeah, bring bring your words back to you. We don't, we don't like to eat the food we cook sometimes, but. I said that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and even like, even this right here, this is, this is therapy for somebody and the fact that they can go to your platform and i know you said one person but you got hundreds of people listening and hundreds of people when you when they go to your instagram page and they scroll when they hear the sound bites or they check out you know what you're doing so you help them more than just one person yeah so and i want to say thank you for coming on today i'm definitely gonna keep you in mind i like your energy i'm definitely gonna keep you in mind because um actually i was supposed to do a panel episode it was supposed to be me you and carter but something i don't know what happened it just didn't work out but um hey, let's future, set it up future I'm, episode, with it. I'm definitely going to consider you to be a part of a panel because i think in like july i mean not july i'm trying to do some more panel ones instead of one-on-ones i love panel ones panel ones is just get everybody perspective yeah let you know Absolutely. And, and when if I if I do something like that, I'm, I'm gonna have you come through too, for sure. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I just I don't know why I don't go on people's podcasts, but I just need I need to I need to start really like not branding myself, but just like being out there more. Got it. I mean, but you also I do what you know works for you, and if that don't work for you, that's all right. No, I no, I just need to. I don't know why. I, so me being a sexual abuse, before we go, me being a sexual abuse survivor, I know a lot of survivors, right? There's a book. I recommend this book. Anybody that's a sexual abuse survivor, book called by Robert Marshall Jr., a book called Echoes is amazing. Read that book, realized I wasn't the only one that got sexually abused, like different men from different walks of life stories in there. So a lot of the abusers, that's like men and women, they tell me that it gets tiring talking about, they're telling their story. It's getting tired, mm-hmm. get triggering. 
Me, I, I, I don't go on podcast. So I don't know how that feel. Like I may mention like what I've been through on my episode. That's all. Cause it's just like whatever. And I've been through my EMDR training, mm-hmm. training and everything, but I can get why some people, <laughs> it can be tricking her a lot. I can get it. Cause some people's stories, now, I thought I had it worse. When I started reading that book, I was like, I had to put it down for a minute. Cause some of the stories was like, just sad. I was like, yeah. And then some guy, Billy, I saw his story on YouTube and he's the first survivor. Like he wasn't in a book, but he's the first survivor story I ever heard him cry. Like I called him, like I reached out to him on Instagram, Facebook, and he gave me his number. I called him. I just started crying. I was like, ah, man, his story. Ugh. But um, thank but you. The fact that you could do that, that was like that in itself shows forward progress and healing. Yeah. You know, not not that you will ever be, not that you'll ever forget, but you know, it, it's it shows that you know, number one, it didn't take you out, and even you know what you're doing here, like letting other people know it's okay, you know, it's okay to feel how you feel, you know, all of that is within itself, um, you know, greatness. And, you know, you're pouring your heart out, even even if you're not sharing your story, you're pouring your heart out by bringing other people here and having this conversation and letting men know, hey, like you could cry. It's okay. That don't make you less than anything. That's why women are so much better than us, because they do everything. Yeah. (laughs) We so buttoned up and tight knit and put together. I'm like, no, some days I just want to fall apart. Yeah. And that's cool. If if you if you can't handle it, that's okay. But no, this is that's what's gonna happen today. I'm gonna fall apart and then tomorrow I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I gotta do tomorrow. But today, oh today I'm gonna fall apart. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Terry Harris. Thank you for coming on to be a guest to talk about yourself. Like I said, future episode, you will be part of my panel episode. I'm trying to do a whole month of just panel, panel, panel. Nice. Uh, All right. Thank you so much, my brother. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.